Welcome to the Backlot by Alamo Drafthouse for Thursday, June the 27th. We are coming to you, as always, from the Alamo Drafthouse here in Springfield, Missouri. I am one of your hosts, Joey Mills with ComingSoon.net. Joining me today in the room, we've got... Alamo Jen. David Mann with the Alamo Drafthouse. Good job. What's everybody been up to this past week? We're the, it's the end of June, already. finally or already, depending yeah. on how June went for you. Yeah. <laughs> it went quickly. Uh, I saw Toy Story 4. Did you now? I did. Did you have all the feels? I, it was. I didn't sob mm-hmm. uh, or even. It was really an ugly cry. Up. It was. Yeah. Um. It was not ugly cries like three, like Toy right. Story three. I just laid in my bed and sobbed because I was watching it on Netflix. Uh-huh. Um. So, it was good, and I didn't realize until the very end that Rashida Jones wrote it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how I. How you missed that missed and all that? the all the marketing. And yeah. That. Yeah. It, but it was it was delightful and it was it was just really well done and a good sew up of the whole, the whole franchise. Somebody told me that they were wrecked before the movie started because of I guess you guys have a like why we love Pixar movie type thing before. Oh yeah. They said they were like yeah. done before the movie started. Yeah. They were Yeah, we like to They were ugly out crying <laughs> before the movie started. Yes, absolutely. Um I missed part of the pre-show because I was working. Right. So fortunately, uh, I was able to come in fresh, wide-eyed, you know, bushy-tailed, and we're talking about Toy Story Four, David. Yeah, David's, I David's cannot wait us. to see it. <laughs> um, yeah, it was it was good. I, of course, like you, with any movie that's got that kind of history, you're going to have mm. the expectation that it, it can almost sink the whole experience because it's like that with. When I saw Anchorman, and then 15 years later, Anchorman 2 came right. out, mm-hmm. and I was like, this is going to be the best movie ever, <laughs> and I really believed that, and I don't know why, because I was a full-grown adult who had been disappointed many times before, but I don't learn very well from my mistakes, um, so I was prepared to be disappointed, and I really wasn't. Disappointed. That's so awesome. It worked out. Because I felt really that way. all you want in a movie. I Don't felt that way going into three. I was like, well, there's no story yeah. left. And then, like, you, I was like, oh, okay. I, I was know. wrong. I <laughs> so didn't even want to see I don't three, even, yeah. It was on Netflix yeah. by the time I saw it. And I have no, so. I don't want to put any kind of projections on the four because they proved me wrong with three. Everybody I've heard of that's seen it. Yeah. Like I said, the ones that saw it here were like, damn them. <laughs> they yeah. had me before the movie started. I was done. But uh, any of the characters stand out? I really liked Bo Peep. Yeah. Uh, I liked what they did with her quite a bit. Yeah. That was great. There's uh, there's some new characters, obviously. Uh, right. Forky. Tony Hale is Forky. Tony Hale could do almost anything. And I love I would, Tony Hale. Yeah. I, lo- I would love it. But it was perfectly done. Uh, he, was, he was great. It was... Forky was great. Um, I thought... Uh, then Gabby Gabby is, is a new character, um, an older doll who... You know, has fallen on hard, hard times, times or just yeah. hasn't been loved in a long time, and uh, so that was that was well done. It was all it was all pretty good. Post, did did poster, you go ahead? I was going to say the poster gives me strong antagonist vibes from her, and yeah. it, similar to uh, what's his name, Lotso the old miner, Lotso, yeah. and yeah, yeah. Well, I'm afraid. I mean, she's, she's a complicated be. character with complicated emotions, just like we all are. That's did, good. Yeah. Did Key and Peele feel like a Key and Peele sketch set no. in Toy Story? No, did they feel fact, like characters? Okay. I that was my forgot. concern. Was like, okay, this is going to be um, take us I out of the movie. I forgot who it but. was, uh, and then 
remembered and but I didn't I mean it was done in such a way that I forgot you yeah know? really like, it was still really funny yeah I think they have some of the best like comedic rapport between yeah. two people oh no it was it uh, was on point yeah. it was hilarious but uh, the characters were just funny enough that I wasn't thinking about the voice behind him. Really? Okay. Yeah. And Keanu Reeves does <laughs> his, jo- does his job admirably. Boom. Another, and I was <laughs> very aware of that. Yeah. Right. But I, if I didn't know it was Keanu Reeves, I don't think I would have guessed yeah. that it was Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Um, and it, he was hilarious. Uh, like, he was really, really good. I saw Disney had released some behind the scenes footage of him recording his line, you yeah. know, multiple takes of recording his lines. And yeah. He just looks like he's just having a, having a blast. Time, right? Yeah. He is. He was great. <coughs> the character was, was great. They, all the, all the new characters. I liked all of them. Yeah. Um, the creepy, uh, little like puppet dolls. Did you, you know, I've seen those, those in the oh, promos. God. Yeah. They, that was hilarious. <laughs> uh, just the reactions to them and, and, oh God. Yeah. There was, there were so many strong, scenes and and i thought the ending was the ending got me uh good but i did not shed a tear no but i shed tears on the inside <laughs> okay that's okay. good enough because that's one thing i always look forward for a pixar movie you know sometimes you they're know, gonna get you cry yeah. in a while yeah and sometimes i just want to get rid of them get mm-hmm. rid of those tears yeah so. I'm yep. glad to hear Mine that. are still locked up to use on something totally inappropriate, maybe <laughs> by the end of the week. I'm a very <laughs> weak person, so I feel like they come out. I, yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, anybody else this week, uh, anything he saw or interesting? I saw Anna. You saw Anna? Oh, yeah. What do you think? I liked it. Oh, good. And yeah. Because like I'm a big fan of like the uh, the one Gina Davis movie, The Long Kiss Goodnight. Right, yeah. And, uh, you know, the uh, Point of No Return, stuff like that. Bridget so Funda, yeah. movies that maybe aren't like, you know, Oscar winning or anything by no means, but they're entertaining. And there was a lot of fun spy twisty stuff that, you know, they bounced around to be like, this happened, but oh, wait, we'll go back and show you, you know, what's going on. And they didn't start it out strong. And I was kind of like, oh, no. <laughs> I, I made was, a mistake. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, no. But because they didn't you know what it's about and you know everything like that but because it didn't start it out you did you kind of forgot what you were watching for a minute and then it you know picked up and everything it's like oh well that was pleasant okay i get it and and she was awesome and the fight scenes in it were killer i was gonna ask in a post john wick world how does the fight choreography and the action hold up well you i know, mean it's not going to be those movies it's not trying to be cut. those movies but is it yeah, but it's um, like the one scene in the uh, restaurant that is the in trailer, the, right, the trailer. Yeah. yeah, so everybody's seen that. It goes on long time, and it cool. seems like it's a lot of. If they didn't do it in one, which they probably didn't, but they made it look right. like it did, and you know, you got little moments of pause to almost kind of catch your breath as she's doing all this fun stuff, and it's it's definitely like you know, if you go back to like. You know, point of no return and stuff like that. It, the action scenes compared to this, clearly, they're like in this day and age, we've got to make we, it yeah, look seamless, even exactly. if it's not. It's got to hold that. Yeah, and there wasn't anything to where she was like, you know, you didn't believe that possibly she could do because she used her weight to flip people around right. and to get around and used her flexibility and stuff like that, which is like, okay, that's believable. Right. So I, I liked it. It, it didn't. 
I was trying to figure out what I wanted to say about it because it, it, it wasn't a cheesy movie, but it was like, it also was like, we're not taking ourselves a hundred percent serious. Right. It, but I, I don't know a good way to explain it, but it was really entertaining. I liked it. Good. All right. I've got my tickets to uh, Spider-Man for Tuesday. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We'll be yeah. here Tuesday Sweet. afternoon. So the midnight show? What? No, no. <laughs> Noon at not midnight, actually. <laughs> 12 well, o'clock. I'll probably right be when I'm seeing it because I haven't got my tickets yet. Yeah, we've got ours. <laughs> Kids are off. Uh, out of summer school will be out. And so, wife's on vacation. So, we're going to be here Tuesday. Oh, yeah. So, we'll have that to report back on for next week's show as well. Take a look at the top five from last weekend at the box office, debuting in the top <laughs> spot. Surprising no one. We've talked about it already. Toy Story 4. The film made just shy of $121 million, making it the largest opening weekend for the franchise. Toy Story 3 opened at $110 million. It was previously the biggest opening for a Toy Story film. Disney, for whatever reason, I don't know who Disney is. It's probably not Roy, but They're somebody everywhere. at Disney was thinking it would open at about $140 million which would have been far and away. I mean, I don't understand where that number comes from sometimes. I know there are tracking and industry things, but you can't be disappointed with the largest opening for the franchise, even Mm -hmm. if you had unrealistic expectations going in. But I think uh, most any other year that the expectation of 140 million would be pretty reasonable. Mm -hmm. I Disney flooded their own market. Yeah, they really did. They, this month by month release with these films that would typically run for like six, seven weeks. Right. It's shortening their runtime. Yeah. Like how long? Because, you can't you know, keep you, everything in the theater. Yeah. If you keep having event movies, not everyone goes out the first four weeks. Right. And uh, if it's like the fifth week of a movie and a new movie's come out that's just as big and hitting the same demographic, like Lion King is coming out. It's right. on the horizon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that is the exact same audience as Toy Story 4. Yeah. Uh, I know a lot of people... I think word of mouth is going to keep this one running up until Lion King. Right. Uh, just because... Everyone I've talked to, aside from maybe one negative comment online that was shot down by somebody else, <laughs> right. was like, what are you talking about? Uh, and it has, has complimented the film, said it's great. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, but I think so many people have that mindset of, oh, Toy Story 3 was the perfect ending. Right. They, even though this franchise has all this goodwill, it seems like still, people think like, it's hey, over. this might yeah. be unnecessary, I'll wait for it. Yeah. But the word of mouth has been, oh, this is a perfect new entry, and it's another wonderful send-off. I think people will get a little more privy, realize, hey, this is right in line with the quality of the other three, and and show up. But, yeah, we got Lion King coming out, so some people are going to choose one. And that's I don't think Disney was 100% anticipating that, or they thought just releasing these powerhouses, their powerhouses, they'll succeed. I'm curious what Spider-Man's going to do. Because yeah. I know I it'll too. do well, of yeah, course, yeah, but I don't know if it'll hit their expectations. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Debuting at number two, The weekend's other new release just missed out on the top spot. Dang um, it. Again, uh, Toy Story 4 made $120 million at number one. Uh, at number two was Child's Play, the other movie about talking toys. Uh, earning $14 million in its opening weekend. So a, a wide margin, a wide gap between one and two this week. Yeah. I still, I want to see this. Actually. I do too. Yeah. Aubrey yeah. Plaza and Mark Hamill. Yeah. And Brian, Finally uh, together. Brian Tyree Henry, who's yeah. uh, becoming one of my favorite up and coming actors. Uh, he's showing up in everything. <laughs> yeah. It's so I cool. Say, I love it, seeing him because yeah. uh, he's very talented. <laughs> 
<laughs> he's like Broadway trained as well. So uh, good for him. Uh, it's already made its budget back. Oh yeah, you know because they they don't spend any money. They're very very smart. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but I I do want to see this one. It's got a little problem that. Wow, two weeks. Less than, I think it's five days between Child's Play and... And Annabelle. Annabelle. (laughs) Another evil doll movie. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't know if that market is wide (laughs) enough to, like, keep it running uh, for a long time. But, yeah, I've heard it's... it's, it's, I heard it's a worthy entry in the franchise, even if it's not the franchise. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I was reading something about the director and how... They couldn't copy any deaths from the original, right. yeah, uh, because like they have the rights to remake the first one, but they cannot uh, utilize anything from the others. They don't have those rights, right? So, like with certain characters, how they planned to kill them, they had to rewrite their deaths. Yeah. Like, oh man, we can't <laughs> decapitate somebody. We have to do something else with the head. Uh, so, because <laughs> that's the problem uh, you have when you're working on a script as exactly, well. Exactly. Yeah. What do I do with the head? <laughs> and I think I, I imagine Mark Hamill's a perfect voice. Oh yeah, like, he's, he's just got such a menace to yeah. his tone when he wants to. Mm-hmm. I do look forward to seeing Child's Play, even if it's it's probably like a schlocky fun fun movie. Yeah, uh, it knows it knows what it is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. from I the marketing checked. alone, they knew what they were doing yeah. to get into this thing. Plus, so. it's the only Child's Play I've looked forward to seeing. Really? So yeah, yeah I didn't I didn't want to see any of them. There was one. Yeah. With John Ritter when I was a kid. I, for some reason, I thought right. John Ritter was great. And John I Ritter was one. great, and I think I, I bet he wasn't great enough to pull me. In. I mean, I saw it. He looked like I Pinhead wasn't. by the end of that mm-hmm. film. But I'm pumped. Yeah. Uh, another one though that is missing studio expectations. They were expecting it to open around 16 to 18 million, um, which has kind of been the trend this summer. Sequels, reboots, yeah. remakes, continuations of franchises have tended to miss the mark just a little bit this summer, and I know the easy headline to write in all that is, well, people are over reboots, remakes, sequels, but really they're not. not. Yeah, but really they're not. Wouldn't that be something? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, that'd be cool. I see it more as mom and dad had to take the kids to see Toy Story, and then next week they're going (laughs) to go see. They're going to go catch, yeah. Yeah, or this week, I mean, they're going to go see. I just... I feel like year after year they release more and more of these big movies, and they. It's, I think it's getting cluttered. Yeah. Uh, some of these projects, maybe they should have found a different month for them. There are months that exist that outside are, of you, June yeah, and July. Usually, yeah. get to August, September week. Can, like we've had yeah. some movies come out in these week months that no one programs anything. And guess what? If it's good, it'll they succeed. hold. They have it totally legs. Works and, absolutely, uh, and you've got no competition for like a month. Yeah. So hopefully. Uh, they tend to learn pretty quickly because they want to make money. Because, yeah, people throwing money behind it. There will be adjustments. Continuing to hold on to the number three spot. This movie's been in the number three spot for a long time, for a few weeks now. It's funny to watch movies open at one, two. This movie's at number three. And then the next week, something else opens at one, two. This movie's still at number Doesn't three. Move, the yeah. next week. So, yeah, so the, the story, the trend has been that Aladdin continues to hold the number three spot, earned just over another $13 million, bringing its global haul to over $810 million. Um, wow. That's just, I mean, that's just kind of been under the radar it, for yeah. whatever reason. It's, it's like, there. Oh, yeah, it continues. It's it's the Toy thing. Story audience. Yeah. It's the Lion yeah. King audience. I'm sure it, that will it's impact it. But in-your-face number. Like, yeah. take that naysayers. Uh, well, and it's different, I know. But, yeah. I mean, Black Panther... They had to throw it. They had to buy a couple of theaters out that last weekend to get it to eight hundred million. 
quietly, and that yeah. was a big cultural thing. And, it, and the, I think the movement was bigger than the movie. Here you have, you know, Aladdin, which kind of, like you said, flew under the radar. Nobody's really said a bad thing about it, those that yeah, have seen right. it. But it's, it's quietly it's quietly made $810 million. Yeah. So. Yeah. I still haven't seen it. Yeah. Uh, and I, I just forget. I forget it's... Same. Yeah. I, yeah. And it's funny. I kind of get to the point where I kind of want to watch it. But Same. dang it, yeah. if big movies <laughs> don't seem to come out every week that beat it out. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, get, I'm they're getting stacked up for me, and I'm getting worried I won't get to see them all. Uh, <laughs> oh no! At least until well, it's nice so, to have something to look forward to, like later on in the year. But still, I want to see them. Yeah, uh, the draft house. There. <laughs> ha- <laughs> Speaking of a few movies that have opened big and then dropped off, uh, that happened with last week's number one and number two films. Men in Black International fell from number one to number four, so it was above. Aladdin, now it's below Aladdin. The trend continues. Made just under $11 million last weekend, which I believe is pretty disappointing for the studio. I can't decide if that surprises me or not. I, you know, I, I thought maybe I don't, it did. I, I don't know. Like, oh. It's disappointing, I think. Yeah, I was hoping it would do better, but yeah, I don't know if it's surprising based on the way the summer has gone with some of these other. Yeah, like we we mentioned, it's, reboots, retreads. I think it made its money back. Yeah, I just I think marketing material is probably going to be the last of that total. It's not going to clear a ton, but right. I think uh, I think internationally it's at like one eighty. It costs one ten, yeah. so that's pretty much covered. Yeah, uh, I'm sure it'll be a little longer before we see another Men in Black. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it. it which it, Five, what it, what it might do is it might move the franchise to other media. It could yeah. be a you know, a, Netflix miniseries. Yeah, something like that. Where like this time, the season one is set in New York, season two set in L.A., season three set in Budapest. I don't know, just yeah, whatever. Like, you know, they could possibly do like standalone single, anthology type. Yeah, yeah, like Fargo or something. Yeah. Oh, by the way, first have you ever seen the series of Fargo? Anyone in here on FX? Uh, yeah. I forgot. I started to watch it. And then I totally forgot about it until I think Josh watched it without me. Yeah. As he is the Key and Peel thing uh, you were mentioning about Toy yeah. Story Four, like they have a couple episodes. Yeah, and I, I, w- I just wanted to mention again, like how great they are together. <laughs> they're hilarious, and and it's no exception. Like any time they're paired up, I think it's funny. And I hope they, I hope they make it work. They yeah. stick it out. <laughs> <laughs> also, in the movie, seems like they got a strong future. Did you see Keanu, the one with the cat? This is completely oh that they did sidetrack. Yeah, yeah. No. this is so late. Yeah, it was like a John. These are Wick. all very. <laughs> it, was, it was a take on yeah. John Wick. Uh, yeah, yeah. I didn't think Keanu sounded like Keanu in that. Like That's, his, I think voice his voice acting. Right. You have to have his face there almost to like recognize. Are you talking the about tone. Toy Story? I'm talking about Toy Story Four yeah, and we, the film Keanu. So the okay, the film Keanu. Yeah, no, the I one did where. Not. The cat. He's is, a cat. Yeah. I did not see that, but it was yeah. Like I said in Toy Story Four, I would even knowing it was him, it yeah, was right? hard to. to was, there I, were only a couple of times that I thought it sounded remotely like Keanu Reeves. Yeah, I feel like he hams it up when he does yeah, the voice work. It was yeah. great, which is why he's having so much it fun because yeah. he can just Duke do whatever Kaboom. he wants. It made me want to go buy the toy. I wanted to <laughs> go buy a Duke Kaboom toy they afterwards. Have I'm probably. <laughs> I'm sure they do. I might. I might just. Maybe today. <laughs> and falling from number two down to number five, Secret Life of Pets 2 made just over another $10 million. Um, Again, we've talked about the trend seems to be open. Don't meet expectations, but open big. Win your weekend and then fall below Aladdin. Can yeah. we just look at this top five for a minute and see yeah. if there's not an original 
Oh, absolutely not. There's not. <laughs> I mean, we, we were laughing about that earlier. I think yeah. I posted something on the Facebook page about yeah, the '90s yeah. call. They want their movies back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Toy Story, Child's Play, Aladdin, Men in Black, Secret Life of Pets Two is a 2000s property. But we've got Lion King coming up. We've got Godzilla out right now. It's yeah. It's, I mean, there are some pretty there decent is something coming big out uh, this weekend. That's an original idea that Ooh. I'm excited. Well, well maybe not an original Which idea. We're going to get to. We're going to get to it. We're going to get wait. there. Uh, good. You're going to have to wait because yeah, we're going to get there. To, but yeah. I'm glad. Uh, taking a look at a few headlines. Production has begun on Fast and Furious Nine. Why not? This is the one that's had a rough time kind of getting off the ground. Uh, recently, Michelle Rodriguez, she only came aboard last month after demanding that a female writer be added to the writing staff because if you're writing for female characters, wouldn't it be nice to have a female writer who may have some insight into those characters participating in the discussion? Now that you say it. Uh, the Rock will not be in this film. Uh, again, publicly, he and Vin Diesel had a creative difference i guess you would call it uh basically vin diesel doesn't like to work whereas the rock apparently does he wants to get in get his work done and go home and vin diesel likes to hang out on set all day no and- he's got the work <laughs> ethic of the rock well, he can't like spec the exact <laughs> se- the guy's in the gym like five hours a day right he makes maybe that's why he wants to get the, get year. off the set because yeah. i gotta get back to the gym get off your high horse the rock well he's uh, gonna shoot his other 12 movies <laughs> exactly yeah. he's got he's got so much going on he can't keep up uh, which is why he has his own spinoff in the franchise now uh, that which comes out later this summer with the Hobbs and Shaw, so oh. it actually looks really good. It also, does look pretty funny. Uh, Vin Diesel putting in very little effort made a billion dollars. Yeah, so oh, yeah. it sounds like he's <laughs> been rewarded for that lack of effort. Yeah, and the franchise is most successful when he's involved. It's whatever. I mean, I don't see The Rock joining Guardians of the Galaxy anytime soon. Or yeah, if you don't like working with Vin Diesel, that's fine. Yeah, get there somewhere else. Uh, the Suicide Squad is set to begin filming in September. They will begin on September 23rd down in Atlanta. Wrap on January 31st, 2020 at this point. We'll see if that sticks. I bet it gets postponed till the first of the year. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Uh, after The Suicide Squad, director James Gunn goes back to work for Marvel on Guardians of the Galaxy 3, which will not star The Rock. Oh, either. never mind. I'll have to wrap it up quick. So yeah, he's got other money it'll still be floating enough. around. He's got another check to cash. It'll be like another trash movie. The Suicide Squad, uh, I'm ex- I'm actually excited for this one just because of who's involved. Right. And because I thought the first one could have been good. Could have been. I don't know what David Ayers did. Well, uh, he's, he's made a few <laughs> really good movies. And he's made some horrible very ones. paint by numbers. Yeah. yeah. It's like it, usually it's I figured because it has sort of that police aesthetic it would have been perfect for him. Yeah. And absolutely dropped the ball. I don't know how many helicopter crashes you need in one film. Uh, and have them at dark so that you yeah. can't see them with a red sky and stuff floating in the air <laughs> like every other you wonder how much pull Zack Snyder's, you know, vision of yeah. this is what this universe has to look like has to had look over. Gross and yeah. bleak. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know how many times a helicopter can crash and everyone whose name's been said out loud in a movie can survive it. Uh, yeah, that's while, awesome. while everybody else dies. Yeah, yeah The red dies. shirts all die. Uh, but I, I'm excited for this one, although I know that it doesn't have to be good to make money. It just will. So. Yeah. That's what the first one showed. Yeah, I'll go see it. I yeah. can't say it, but sure yeah, we all will at some point. Yeah, <laughs> we will hate see it and then yeah. hopefully be pleasantly surprised. I remember when Mel Gibson was considered. To yes, direct, <laughs> yes. And I was kind of like, he's a really good director. Yeah, uh, that would have been interesting. Uh, he's been, been tooling something. around with the idea of doing a superhero movie, and I'm. We'll see who has the. Anytime there's a new vision, in yeah, superhero we'll movies, see. I'm like. 
this could get weird. Like, I was so pumped for Ant-Man with Edgar Wright. Yeah. And Peyton Reed did a fine job, but... It, but it could have, have been, been different. something yeah. special. Uh, yeah. Speaking of, Disney finally has tapped Taika Waititi to write and direct a Flash Gordon animated film for Disney Fox. Uh, a live-action version of this film has been stuck in development at Fox for years, with Matthew Vaughn attached at one point, Julius Avery, uh, he attempted to get it off the ground in recent years. Disney, who of course has a relationship with Watiti through Marvel Studios, has decided to change course, see what they can do with an animated version. I don't know whose choice it was to go animated, if it was Disney's or if it was his. My guess is they said, what do you want to do? And he said, I'll, I'll just do an animated version because I can yeah. do all kinds of stuff that you won't give me the budget for to shoot live. So I think live action's been done just fine and it doesn't need to be touched again so it's a hard one this is a hard property to do because you this your legacy sci-fi like flash gordon john connors it's hard to do those if you're not going to bring something new to the table because the tropes that those established early on have been milked and done you can't you know in a post star wars post yeah exactly there we're beyond those establishing those worlds because we've done it a hundred times since then. I think that they made a good call with the director. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I think... Uh, to your point earlier about if you're going to get weird, let's yeah, get weird. get you know. someone weird. It had me... I was actually thinking about Taika Waititi yesterday and Thor Ragnarok and why I think that might have been such a big success. Mm-hmm. Like, seeing as Taika Waititi is a New Zealander mm-hmm. and uh, Chris Hemsworth is Australian, right? I think, like, the humor... Like, the... Their comedic sensibilities are very, very in line, and I right. imagine there's, from what I've seen of like Australian humor, uh, even if it's like Flight of the Concords, right. some of the comedians. Which Jermaine Clement is New Zealand as well, yeah, and they've worked on what we do in the shadows. Yeah, yeah, it's that uh, same brand of humor that I think they're I, with Chris Hemsworth. It was just a perfect pairing because I think he probably had a greater understanding of the comedic timing from yeah. an Australian sensibility. So. Yeah, that's just a little sidetrack again. I'm all about Well, and those what they did in Ragnarok was they made this charismatic hero chiseled out of marble the butt of every joke. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and he's like casually confident yeah. about everything. It's like all going to fall into one place and that that tone of humor with the it's like everything's very casual even if it's it's just so funny. And uh So if they can take this Flash Gordon and go with this very same type of yeah. you know humor. If he, he's the butt of every joke, even though he's this golden man yeah, god football thing. player, yeah. superhero. Uh, so it, it could be interesting. We'll yeah. see what they do. I love when a like I like when an original director makes original films, but it is cool when they play around with something that's that's a little bigger. Yeah, uh, sometimes those successes are magnificent. New in theaters this week, we've mentioned Annabelle coming home. Annabelle comes home this week. Another demented talking doll. Yay. <laughs> How many talking toys can you have in the theater in one week? Apparently three, <laughs> because that's what we got this week. So creepy. Also opening this week, uh, Yesterday, which is a an original concept. What happens if the world forgets the Beatles? Um, not sure how you get there as a scriptwriter, but hey, it looks it looks like it could be a fun. I've seen the flick. trailer for this probably ten or fifteen times, and I am not bored with it. Yeah. I yeah. want to see this movie. It looks Plus like it could be a menu. fun. 
Is there? Yeah, you guys have a menu? Frantically oh. looking. For okay, it. tell us what's like, on the how menu. I forget? Okay, so we have the Chipotle bacon pizza, the Shake It Up Baby adult and non-alcoholic shake, the Working Like a Salty Dog drink, Bloody Mary comes to me. What? Uh, <laughs> hey, Brood, uh, another drink. Uh, the egg pan. Nice. Come on, I'm so excited. And the, the sun cookies. So. Here come the sun cookies. Very nice. Uh, yeah, it's a whole bunch of stuff. Someone had the a pizza like, sounds guy good. Probably had a kick right in the names of those. Somebody, yeah. Oh, there's yeah. a punster yeah. on staff somewhere. Uh, that kick. Uh, we're just reading them I, every time, and then plus every time there's a new cookie, I'm especially excited. <laughs> but um, yeah, the egg pan, and I, I'd like to try the shake, the, the NA shake. I wonder if the same person did the Rocket Man menu. The names. puns, at least, yeah. Yeah, sure. they so, had yeah, they're really. Somebody knows their song titles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's on staff somewhere. That's Plus like you have so many to choose oh, yeah. from. You know. Oh yeah. You can, yeah, you can the almost. Here, here's the menu. Now we just got to plug in the song yeah. titles. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if it's uh, like you know, chicken or the egg. What comes first, the name of a dish, and then okay, what do we do? Or with the that? dish? Or, yeah. And it's yeah. Like, what do we call this egg dish? I like to think the name. Yeah, me too. I like building my, around yeah. like concepts. Yeah, yeah, that'd be yeah. fun. I don't know how it works. We'll have to find out. We yeah, find out who that so person weird. is that decides yeah. that, and we'll get them on the show. It's probably Brad Sorensen. He's a genius. He's a culinary genius and a comedic genius. He's kind of the whole the whole kit and caboodle. Yeah, culinary did. genius. So he knows his colons. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's dumb. That was pretty bad. We know who's not coming up with the comedy. <laughs> Thankfully, well, we just lost that up. <laughs> uh, also, before we meet again, not this weekend releases, but Spider-Man Far From Home releases on Tuesday next week. Mm-hmm. Um, officially, word has come down, this is the end of whatever Marvel is calling everything they've done to this point. Phase... Oh, sorry. Said uh, whatever. Sector <laughs> 1, Phase 3. Yeah, whatever yeah. they are calling it, this is the end of it. Uh, and before we meet again, uh, Midsummer opens, which somebody's excited about. There are more than a few somebody's excited about this one. This looks good excited. because it's not giving you a lot. It's exactly. just it's it's enough to each time I've seen the trailer, I'm like, come on, I'm looking for something, and it's not giving you nothing. Yeah, it's a puzzle. Mm-hmm. It's some cultish puzzle. I cannot wait. I like the uh, way it's shot and everything. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's beautiful. It, yeah. it looks so bright and vibrant, and you only get a couple splashes of gore in the trailer, just for a second. Yeah, <laughs> which is uh, nothing like what you get in the movie, yeah, from what I understand. because, man, he loves movie his is, long shots. Yeah, apparently he'll, the movie is pretty disturbing, something. yeah. Uh, I'm really, really pumped for this one. They've changed the marketing a bit on it Have uh, they? the last week or so. Yeah. Uh, I've noticed now it's being billed as a wh- horror comedy. Yeah. Really? I didn't... Those I know who have not seen it have not spoken of the comedy aspects I, of it, so we'll I see how that... I don't like that it's being called a horror yeah. comedy, but... I don't know anybody who has reacted favorably to that. I don't Good. know anybody who's laughed yeah. at any yeah. part of this movie. Maybe I heard nervous, <laughs> unsettling laughter. Yeah, yeah unsettling is... I'm sure there's just like they play around with that. There are some times when a really traumatic moment can have some humor to it, right. but it doesn't... Well, and humor and comedy are so closely. If you can get that reaction, either yeah. of those, mm-hmm. out of somebody, it's kind of 
tickling that same yeah. spot in your brain, I guess. But. I don't know from what Joey's saying. If there is somebody in your <laughs> who's uh, laughing throughout laughing, this movie, keep an eye on that dude. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Has to be moved. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, coming up this week at the Alamo Draft House for families, Paddington Two Kids Camp wraps up this Thursday and Friday at 10 a.m. Next week's kids camp is Madagascar, which when my son was young, it was Madagascar because he couldn't <laughs> pronounce Madagascar. So awesome. Madagascar next Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. I like that better. Yeah, I do too. Uh, the Raiders of the Lost Ark movie party for tonight, Thursday night, is sold out. So why do we even mention it? Well, it's going to connect to the poll a little bit later on in the show. I'm planting that seed. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Avengers Endgame re-release is showing this Friday through Monday. Oh, okay. Uh, it's six minutes of additional footage is added post credits, so they're not adding anything to the story. It is cut scenes that they already finished the effects on. Stay it is for there's three a, hours and six minutes. <laughs> there's a Stanley extended. Uh, you want to wear a diaper? Tribute oh. at the end, I guess. <laughs> I would tell you everything that's at the end uh-huh. of this. But then it might not happen. So I'm a little worried. Uh, there's only one chance to happen. Yeah, there's only one chance. Also, you know, this final push, we are in the end game now. Mm-hmm. Other Avengers references. Yes. yes. All Is right, you, fair you enough. You know about the six minutes? Yeah, they sent out like a letter that told us what. Let's say, I think just about, yeah. Well, yeah, I know. I thought you meant, I thought you meant you'd seen it. No. Okay. But I know what it is. You think you know. In your face, everybody. You think you know. I haven't seen it. Yeah. But they're like, hey, just so you know, this is how you have to do it. So, okay, cool. Well, that's what the wife's been like, are you going to take me to see this movie? And I'm like, well, here's the thing. There's (laughs) six minutes extra. If I'm going to have to go see it again, I'm going to wait until I can see. Come in six minutes left in the theater. Yeah. Well, I just want to see that extra six minutes. I'm like, I'm not going to take you, and then I'm going to wonder, what's that six minutes like? So Yeah. I have seen folks, some folks are saying it's dirty on Disney's part to release this, trying to just get over the hump to beat Avatar. And then others have pointed out, Avatar was re-released a couple of times yeah. during its run. Part of its total is from re-releases, so that's just business. If you don't like it, sorry, that's, that's not going to change. You, like you don't have to go. Yeah, there's other there movies. Are a ton of people who are pumped. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There are a lot of people who are like, I'm buying a ticket again. We have a sold yeah. out show already. Yeah, like people want to see it. So yeah. you know, don't pee on anyone's parade. Exactly. Yeah. If you don't want to see it, don't see it. Yeah. I'm sure those six minutes will be added. No, I just don't want it to have happened. Yeah, that's what it is. It's not that I don't want to see it. There are people who, there are folks who just feel like it's somehow dirty business, which it's just business. That's how movies work. Uh, Sunday, you guys got a lot going on Sunday. Mm-hmm. You're going to be busy. You've got Oklahoma screening at noon. Oklahoma. Where the wind comes weeping in the place. Somewhere in time. You're doing your afternoon tea at 1, yes. and then there's a regular screening of Somewhere in Time at 5. Yes. So if for some reason you so can't fast. get there. Yeah, yeah that... They're like, is this, this movie deserves Remind me to be? what that one is. That's the Christopher, Christopher Reeve. Reeve. Yeah, and who? James Seymour. Yes, is thank it you. Is a time-traveling love yes. story? Yes. yes. Cool. Okay. Yeah. That's what, I wasn't 100% and we sure. we went there. Until. We went to the Grand Hotel on vacation as a result of my mom having seen that movie. And she told me that, and we were not wealthy. Right. I don't want, but she told me that in 1982 when we went, 
it was like two hundred and seventy-five dollars a night, Ooh. which is like a million dollars back in those days. Yeah, wow. I think if you do the math, it is yeah. right at a million dollars. Yeah. yeah, and it was <laughs> I, it was fancy, but what I remember more than anything was throwing fudge up in the air on the beach and having the seagulls grab it. Oh, that's so, cool. It that's was. like super cool. Yeah, yeah, that was really cool. She had all those soaps too. Yeah, with so the... I've got the little container of soaps she brought for nice. me. To that's show, awesome. Yeah. Some of those were very ornate. Yeah. And then yeah. Sunday night, as if that's not enough, you have the 4K restoration of Spike Lee's Do the Right Thing at 30th 7 o'clock. anniversary. Yeah. What? Man, I hate it every time you do that because I feel I older know. and older every time. I really hope it's super hot that day. That'd be cool. <laughs> We could turn the, we could turn the AC off in there we could. as like a we could. as a set, yeah, yeah. Four, 4D experience 4D with your 4K screening yeah and then we kick off July with Inception on Monday night at 6:40 p.m. Heck yeah do you have thoughts on Inception David because I think you do I, feel I like absolutely you do. love the movie okay. uh, I've seen it a, like a dozen times not to like clarify anything I right like movie, <laughs> yeah. i feel like you can probably figure out in two two screenings and you're not trying if you didn't yeah uh, i love i love the film christopher nolan has this and we were talking about world building before right. this and this is another example of like brilliant world building it's cool to see some of the sketches and stuff what like that was released around the time of the film to show right. how he like plotted it out uh it's it's just there's so many literal and figurative figurative layers to the movie. It's super entertaining. Some of the stylistic shots, so many practical effects. Uh, yeah, he's his his original films are so freaking good. I love yeah. them. Uh, like Memento's brilliant. The Prestige, uh, and I think Inception's no exception. Oh, uh, it, oh see what I did there? What? He was working for that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it came together it. in my head, and I was like, "Oh, I'm using this." <laughs> uh, but I, I adore I the film, that. and I really know that a lot of you do too. Yeah. So hopefully, people come out. I think we sold just under half the tickets already. Yeah. So it's it's a badass movie. It'll Plus, it's a kickoff of. David Month. Yeah. Is that, I, I, I was wondering what the I was, yeah. I was wondering what the connective thread was and now mm-hmm. I see it's just David's movie. Yeah. So yes. you're welcome. <laughs> there you go. It feels right. Thread mm. is. All right, fair enough. And we usually kind of cut off we go like Thursday to Thursday, but I wanted to throw this one out there because if you're listening now, you probably are going to want to get your tickets early for this, but next Thursday, July the 4th, you guys are doing a screening of Independence Day. At yeah. 6.40 p.m., which is perfect because when the movie finishes, it's almost dark enough to go do yep. your thing. Uh, again, normally I would, we, and I'm sure we'll mention this next week, but I have a feeling when we mention it next week, it'll be sold out by then. So we wanted to give everybody listening a heads up. Get your tickets for this because I have a feeling it's going to fill up. That's a fun movie to see on the big screen, too. Yeah. On the 4th of July? I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah. <laughs> All those, like, big, bombastic films. That's a Roland Emmerich yeah. film, correct? Yep. I might have butchered his name. Didn't it open on the 4th of July when it originally uh, came Yeah, out? I think it did. Yeah. That's what I thought, because we saw it the opening I day. I yeah. think the new Independence Day in the film is, like, the 2nd or something, or the 3rd. I feel like that's when the attack happens. It's, like, a couple days before the 4th. Maybe the speech is on the 4th. The speech that uh, Bill... Pullman yeah. gives is on the 4th because he references it's our Independence Day. So, yeah, the attack, I think, happens yeah. late June, early July. But, yeah, I think it did open on I the 4th of Bill July. I Bill Pullman. 
Yeah. I'm surprised that I miss him because he's usually pretty plain in his performance. Mm-hmm. Have you seen his son in some of the movies? Like, his no. son's becoming a great actor. Who's Good. His son? He was in Bad Times at the what? El Royale. He's Who's, the which? he's the guy who oh, runs the hotel. No way. Oh. Stupid good. He's also in oh, Catch Twenty Two. Wow. Yeah. Like I saw him pop up on that miniseries. Catch Twenty Two is pretty yeah. good. What yeah. the heck? <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's he's a he young up and coming really actor. Good. Very talented. And this is Will Smith at his Will Smithiest when he uh, was yeah. when he was opening your summer movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's not an Independence Day Will Smith rap song, is there? I don't no. think. No, but there probably should have been. Should have been. I actually. Yeah. I, was that before was or after Wild Wild, Wild West? It was before, because okay. that was like 99. So it's not like Wild Wild West wow. happened and they said, no, we're not doing that again. Yeah. This was prior to that. So My I son loved programmed that, that song, <laughs> and so I will always love it because he was like four and, <laughs> Dancing three, to it and, and yeah, trying yeah. to like, yeah. It was yeah, but wasn't the Independence Day like Will Smith kind of like... His breakout, this was his... Yeah, he wanted to be the more serious whatever, where yeah. clearly Wild Wild West was just meant big. to be fun and just... It was meant to be a paycheck. <laughs> I like Wild Wild, Wild West. It's, oh, it's I love a that good movie. movie. I don't care what Kevin anyone Klein. says. It's I celebrate fun. his entire catalog. Kenneth so. Branagh. Yeah. It's got a... Which is just weird that yes. <laughs> you know, he does yeah. not belong in the... It's like, a it's like one of these, one of these or... things is not like the other uh, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. It, there's it's, a lot of good stuff in that movie. Yeah, there, there's, there's a lot of stuff in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff. People hate it. It's so fun. Oh, I love there's it. And the song's great, too. I remember all the words. Yeah, yeah, I'm Hikes in it, so you can't beat that. Yeah. <laughs> all of that, plus a lot going on in the back lot in the next week. The Mixed Six podcast is hoping... Ha- Try that again. Is hosting happy hour. There's a lot of H words all together there. Is hosting happy hour in the back lot this Thursday at 6 p.m. One of a rotating lineup of live local acts in the back lot on Thursdays this summer. Great chance to come out to see them. Reed Harris. What's that? They're going to be doing gaming. Yeah. The games, the board games. Uh huh. They're super into that. Yeah. I don't know much about them. Go on. But if you are wanting to find yeah. out more, you yeah. could listen to the Mixed Six podcast and find out more. I meant board games, but yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You could listen to the Mixed yeah, Six. They'll, they'll tell you all about it. Clear some stuff up. Either yeah. way. <laughs> Reed Heron is playing the backlot this Friday at 7 p.m. He's great. He is great. Trivia night, Tuesday evenings in the backlot. As always, the ladies putting on a great show there. No cover on these backlot concerts, trivia nights, and events. So there's no reason not to come out, have a good time. And then free ticket Wednesdays, the month of July, it kicks off. I was a week ahead of myself last week, but it kicks off the month of July, which would be the the 3rd through the 31st. Starting this next Wednesday. So if you are an educator, if you are a teacher, if you're a professional of some sort in a school setting, a professor, um, administration, whatever the case may be, if you're a retired teacher, if you're a homeschool teacher, Whatever the case might be, yeah. bring your identification that identifies you as such and come out on a Wednesday before 5 o'clock, catch a matinee for free on the Alamo Draft House as a way of saying thank you. We appreciate all you do as educators. Yeah. And we've already talked about the special menu yeah. for yes. yesterday. That'll be a lot of fun. Get your tickets early. These special screenings often sell out. Some already have, like Raiders of the Lost Ark. I have a feeling Independence Day will be on that list next week when we talk about it. You can get them in the Alamo Drafthouse app on your mobile device. You can buy them online at drafthouse.com slash Springfield. Or get them in person. Just don't wait till the day of the show. 
You can find all of these and more upcoming events on Facebook. Just search for at Alamo Spring Mo and go to their events page. <laughs> nice. Wasn't sure who was going to get nice. on that one. As he stinks, I yeah. Jan. Don't you <laughs> know? Don't jump on mine. Uh, some comments from last week's show. Tom and Lacey with the Do You Nerd channel on YouTube. Alamo VIPs. Yeah, don't be skipping weeks. You need to be this every <laughs> week for you guys. Yeah, they uh, they did reference the fact that we hadn't heard from them. Uh, they say happy second birthday to the Alamo Draft House here in Springfield. It definitely, in a good way, does not feel like it's only been two years. Right. It really feels like you've always been here for us. We can't wait for the Raiders of the Lost Ark movie party. That's already sold out. Uh, they're hoping, a little programming note, that Last Crusade gets one too since uh-huh. they caught the Temple of Doom movie party. It's almost like we heard you. Huh, I'll be darned. It's almost like you guys got today. these comments. Yes, yeah. it did. There you go. This summer, we are asking for your favorite movies from the summers of the 1980s. We are going all the way back year by year, choosing our favorite summer movies, and then those movies, to kind of caveat this, are the ones that were released between Memorial Day weekend and Labor Day weekend, starting in 1981, 82, 83, all the way through 1989. That's what we're doing this summer. So far... The results have been from the summer of 1981. Your favorite movie was Raiders of the Lost Ark. Movie party sold out. Uh, 1982 was E.T. And last week we asked your favorite movie from the summer of 1983. You voted. And here is how it shook out at number four with 3% of the vote. So you and who else did you know that voted? I didn't even leak it. All right. I was really excited that it got anything. Jen's pick of The Man with Two Brains finishes at number four. At number three with 7% of the vote. So Kenny and who else voted with you there? Who else did you get to vote? Some stoner. There you go. (laughs) Got Strange Brew finished at number three. That was Kenny's pick. At number two with 36% of the vote. A little over a third of the vote. I was vote. excited about that, Almost too. got that it. That made me really excited. Mr. Mom, which so was good. my pick, which was really Jen's pick, but it was <laughs> my pick first because that's how we roll. And at number one, with over half of the votes, 54% of the votes, <laughs> David's pick of National Lampoon's Vacation is your favorite what? movie, believe it or not, no way. from the summer of nineteen eighty-three. Yeah. I won so, one. I'm happy. They're good. Yeah. So here's how this week's going to go. Normally, we go week by week. We take a look at each. You know, we look at 81, 82, 83. But because we are going to pit these together at the end, what we need to do is pause today, and we need to crown a champion this week from the early 80s, which would be 81, 82, 83. Next week, we'll pick back up with 84. We'll do 84, 85, 86. We'll get a winner from the mid-80s. And then we'll go 87, 88, 89, and take a winner from the late 80s. And then those winners will all go on to compete in the finals. We do that because there are rules in place on how many options you can have on social media in your poll. So, plus, it gives us a chance to talk about these a little bit more in depth. So, this week, we are putting up in our poll the winners from 1981, which was Raiders of the Lost Ark, 1982, which was E.T., and 1983, National Lampoon's Vacation. And we're asking you all to tell us what is your favorite summer movie from the early 80s. And those are your three choices. We have an opportunity today to discuss those a little bit more, why you're voting for other, which of those three. It's funny because there are three different people who 
those were their picks. Uh, I chose Raiders. Jen picked E.T. and David had National Lampoon's Vacation. So everybody can dig in and defend their own if they want. Mm-hmm. And then Kenny can kind of be the voice that lends. Yeah, maybe like, you lend some votes. Maybe Kenny. you maybe you pitch some votes one way or the other. So uh, if anybody wants to go first and talk about their winner from the the previous polls, David, I think, is ready to talk a little bit. You okay. had the most recent winner yes, with Vacation. Did. So. Didn't I? Why should vacation win out over those of those three? All right, uh, so hear me out. Uh, so <laughs> we I get to pick one of the three. It doesn't have to be vacation. It or doesn't it? have to be if you want to. If you yeah. say, you know what, I, my mind's not going to carry. That's fine. It's like sometimes you're not going to bet on your child. Winning. That's fine. Sometimes you, you don't know have them to yeah. well enough. Uh, so with these three films, uh, no surprise, Spielberg kind of owns the '80s, and I feel like he's going to pop up a few more times. Uh, National Lampoon's Vacation of the three is the most different. Right. That would be my argument for why it should win over the three. It's the most different. It's uh, It's the only straight comedy. It's the only straight comedy so far on the list. It's hilarious performance. It's a classic. Everyone loves it. It's extremely quotable. And it's got that awesome, like, National Lampoon slash SNL style to it right. uh, that really, really shone through in the early 80s. So When people wanted to work with Chevy Chase. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and when they didn't realize that he's much more entertaining on film than in person. Yeah. Uh, having said that, I can't imagine a world where Raiders of the Lost <laughs> Ark doesn't win this easy matchup. E.T. is a very good movie. Uh, it's no Raiders of the Lost Ark. Like, it, that's, a, that's a brilliant, well-made film. It's got fantasy. It's got all those elements that nostalgia really has sunk its claws into everyone who's seen the film early on in their lives. Uh, I think that's going to win easy. There's a chance that those two split E.T. and Indiana Jones and Vacation skates by. Uh, that'd be cool. But I would definitely say I think Raiders is going to win. I think hands down, not even close. Fair enough. Sixty percent of the vote. Jadim. Whoa! Yeah, really wow. dialed Honestly, in I think there. it's going to clean up. Okay. It's the best of the three. Thoughts, okay. Jen? I mean, you've got ET. We know ET. You weren't here the week that ET was your choice because right. you were on vacation, and so we kind of talked about it a little bit. But if do you want to share a little bit about ET sure and what do. it means to you and why yes, you feel it should win, yes. or okay, or if you want to jump, so, if you want to jump right. into Raiders as well, that's right. fine too. All right. So you got your action movie with Raiders of the Lost Ark. Right. Um, you got your comedy with National Lampoon's Vacation, and then you have a movie that encompasses all the feelings that you could possibly have in one, and it's E.T. You have, you have uh, just all the good feelings. Uh, it tugs at the heartstrings. It's got an alien. Uh, there's pizza. <laughs> That's a, it, the requirement. It introduces <laughs> us to Reese's Pieces, which is a pivotal moment in my childhood and life. Still one of my favorite. Um, Drew Barrymore, a young Drew Barrymore, just wide-eyed and bushy-tailed, pre-drugs. Half Are you yeah. sure? Uh-huh, yeah, <laughs> I think maybe right, why she was wide-eyed. Right after she that, she's about eight or nine. Uh, Firestarter, <laughs> but uh, she wasn't there yet. So then you have I mean, you have a spaceship. You have like the amazing effects. There's a bike in front of the moon. Uh, it's just everything in one and. 
it, it had nothing like it had, had been done effectively before. Um, even the, you know, the early star Wars didn't have that kind of like emotional pull to them that ET has. Uh, and then the Not plant blooms again, yeah. the plant blooms again because he, <laughs> was okay. he was okay. And then he had to go back home, but he was always there and Elliot and, and the whole family, really, Gertie, Michael, they were all better off for having known him. We were all better off for having known him. And I think he may have, he may have said, he may have prevented the Cold War from being worse. I'm not sure. I'll have to dig in. I'll dig in on the research. Sorry. So oh. I'm not sure. He cured cancer. We just yeah. didn't know it then. Yeah. He, that fella. Don't oversell it. Whatever what. you do. And that's that's all I'm saying. If you want a movie where you you laugh, you cry, you're on the edge of your seat, uh, nobody's face gets melted, uh, nobody pees on a sandwich. Um, so I'm just throwing you say that those out like they're there. bad things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I mean, then I think uh, ET is the choice. Okay. Well, that's very strong. That, that is strong, strong work. Um, so yeah, I'll talk about all of them just a little bit. National Lampoon's Vacation, I feel like is. We've all seen it so many times. I think we sometimes tend to, because it's so familiar, we don't recognize how good it is and was at the time. Um, I think it's a strong choice. I think it belongs in this top three. I think E.T. is the most iconic of the three. I mean, everybody has, again, seen E.T., but the the shot, uh, everybody remembers the posters, whether it's the poster with the shot of him, the bike and the basket in front of the moon, or whether it's the poster with just the finger, everybody has, it's, it's the iconic one. It's been, it, it, you can't say ET and not get a reaction from someone. It's been parodied inadvertently. It's been, I mean, it is the more iconic of the three choices. So I could see it winning. But the best movie of the three, I think, is Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, there was a few years back, I believe it was Steven Soderbergh, but I could be wrong. He oh. took the opening sequence from you know the the Paramount Mountain through the time when Indiana Jones gets in the seaplane and they fly away, and he put it all in black and white on purpose. And he took all the sound out and just put in some just grating noise with the purpose of watch this without sound. And if you try to watch it with sound, you're going to get this because I screwed you over because I don't. And basically said, just watch the cinematography of this opening sequence. It's like it's never been topped in cinema history. There's not a there's nothing better in cinema than this sequence. It tells you the entire movie in one sequence. It gives you everything you need to know about everything you need to know in this movie. It is the best part of this movie. It's the most iconic part of this movie. This movie is this sequence. You can debate whether he's right or wrong, but I'm not going to argue with Steven Soderbergh about whether or not that's the best cinematography in in movie history, but it is probably the best movie. It's multi-generational. People that were Older when this was released that saw this remembered back to the old serials they used to watch at the movie theaters. People that were just being introduced to this were it, it is it is an action movie. It is it is romantic, but not traditionally romantic. It is comedic. It is it. I mean, there's it's it's the most complete movie on yeah. the list. And for that reason, I think it should probably win this. It's funny. You mentioned Steven Soderbergh saying that it's so beautiful and well mm-hmm. shot. 
And uh, I do love him as a filmmaker, and I think he's made some pretty ugly films. Yeah, <laughs> which is funny <laughs> like, because yeah. yeah, he's saying this like, look what I'm trying to aspire to, and clearly missing the mark. Yeah, on. yeah. I, I mean, I love all like most all yeah. of his movies, but some of them are just ugly. Uh, yeah, They're exactly. And, I, and it was kind of, and it was done, and it, that was the point of it was. This is what we're all trying to top. Yeah. <laughs> None of us are there. So. That's a fair point. And it is a it's a beautifully sequenced uh, bit at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. And it tells uh, you everything about every one of those characters. It tells you all you need to know. It's it's an interesting if you can find it, I'm sure it's still online. I think it's on his website or I'm sure it's on YouTube by now, but if you can find that and go back and you've got whatever it is, 10, 15 minutes to just kill. It's interesting to watch. I mean, and he mentions, you know, look at the shots. Look at the way everything's framed. Look at what you're learning without a single bit of dialogue. Take all the color out. Look what you know about these characters in this movie just from this sequence. It's it's fun. Wow. Vacation did have that wonderful Lindsey Buckingham song. So Holiday Road? Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. think it can be forgotten in this vote yeah i think i think if you're looking for the reason best original song of the three of the three but you've got the john williams score in both the other two so that you know with words (laughs) yes 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 holiday road has words um kenny your thoughts on any of the three all of the three i will say sitting here listening to the three of you talk about your movies was like you've all they were the first person that you've ever dated and <laughs> they were good to you they treated you great the life happened and you had to but you compare every other movie <laughs> slash relationship to these uh, three movies and there's nice so much passion with it analysis yeah. and you had me i was just intrigued and in listening to all three for me i would go off of one yeah to piggyback off what you guys said Every movie's great. So, you know, that's a tough one. But if I had to say, okay, somebody sat me down, TV, you have to sit here for two hours. What You have to watch one movie. Which one are you going to watch today? I would probably pick Raiders just for the fact of E.T., a little slow going. And yep. maybe I don't, you know, nothing, not that that's bad. That's just me, a guy today, right now not want to watch that as far as you know uh going with vacation love the movie no it's going to give me a bunch of laughs and everything but still do i want to see that not today but if i had to pick one i would pick raiders because of great story great action you know just all that and the snake scene and just yeah. everything so much good stuff so that that's what i would go off of if i had to pick one right here right now today it changes right like yeah. if this what were kind another of day i might have picked a completely different film yeah and then i will say too we've shown all three of these movies yeah. here uh what have we had to add three shows on raiders true yeah I'll not, say in ET's e. defense, not vacation. I, I, one thing I do like about ET, I like a movie that's not about what you think it's about, mm-hmm. and ET's not about an alien. Yeah, ET yeah. is about divorce and how you move mm-hmm. on from divorce. And you know, there are some movies that I like because they're not about what you think they're about. The Lost Boys is not about vampires. ET is not about an alien. It's they're about something more. Those are just the devices, the vehicles they use to get you there. Five hundred days of summer. Yeah, not about. Like a really long summer. Days. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. not really about a long summer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Either way, you can't go wrong. Thinking like of these movies, so. this guy and some girl that he works with who seems a little was it little, even like, in flighty. the summer? I think that's when it was released. 
We'll find it. It's not, well, it's not the 80s. It yeah. is. It is in we're the summer. Sh- we're yeah. showing it. And guess what? Spoiler alert. Afterwards, he meets a girl named Autumn. What? So stupid. I like that movie, though. <laughs> <laughs> There's some cheese there. All right. So that is our picks. Those are our winners. Those are our choices. Which of these three is your favorite movie from the summer of the early 1980s? You can let us know on Twitter and on Facebook if you look for Backlot Pod and you go to either of those pages, Twitter or Facebook, right there pinned to the top of the page right now as you're listening to this, you can vote for one of those three. Which of those three is your favorite from the early 80s? The winners will be announced on next week's show and the winner from the early 80s will move on to compete against the winner from the mid 80s and we'll start that discussion next week with 1984 and the winner from the late 80s which will be later on this summer these will all come to a head right around labor day weekend so this is all summer long it's going to be some fun next week 84 84 is a strong summer i saw that like oh, 84 is going to be tough <laughs> oh, well yeah. i know what, i think i already know what four tiles are going to get picked yeah uh, i think we can sit here any and, of them could yeah. win And we'll find out next week when we talk about the results and we talk about 1984 next week. Give us your thoughts on anything we've discussed. What are you going to see this week? What did you think of it? What is your pick for the best summer movie of the early 80s? If we use your comment, we'll give you a shout-out on an upcoming episode. Again, you can hit us on social media by searching for Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or you can call us and leave your thoughts on the hotline at 417-986-7842. If you leave a recorded message, we would... Love to use that in an upcoming episode. We sure, sure would like would. someone to do that at some point. Yeah, that would be that amazing. That would be amazing. <laughs> We've had a few before. It's just been a minute. Yeah. But that's all right. And be sure to follow the Alamo Draft House online on social media. Again, just search for at Alamo Spring Mo. Facebook, Instagram, oh, Twitter, so wherever <laughs> your media is social, you'll find the Alamo Spring Mo. Download the Alamo Draft House app. Just search for Alamo Draft House in your mobile devices app store. Or again, visit online at drafthouse.com slash Springfield or just come on out to the theater. Why Say not? hi. You can find Kenny and I on weekends on the Pop Goes the Culture podcast. Season two starts up Labor Day weekend. Find out more about that. You can follow us by searching for PGTC podcast. That's Pop Goes the Culture podcast on social media and at popgoestheculture.com. We'll make it famous. Maybe. That's right. Anything else? Anybody got anything else before we get out of here for the day? Well, when yeah. I went and saw Anna, I uh-huh. was kind of hungry but not hungry so i was like well what do i want to try so i didn't i wasn't going to try anything heavy heavy but then i was like you know what i have not tried here yet i haven't just tried the chicken tenders Mm. so i'm like this is a good day to do it so i tried it (laughs) there's always a good day for chicken tenders well i say that now i've had chicken tenders from restaurants before that were no flavor no nothing so i was like Either way, I've got to pull some fries too, so I'll be happy, you know. And which I haven't got to have the French fries either. Which are the French? You haven't got the fries here? No, they're oh. really good. <laughs> yeah, that was like the first thing. And I got the here. chicken tenders, excellent. I right? could have eaten another two or three and been happy. And they're good sized. the The breading's awesome. They're oh, they're really good. Pretty darn delicious. Yeah, I've so had them quite a few times. I mean, even if you decide not to go with a fancier right. something or a specialty or whatever, you just want to go simple. I'm trying the hot dog next because I'm really curious what I the hot dog like tastes like. I like the hot dog. And the other day I was just thinking, man, I haven't had one of those in a long time. But it was, yeah. Unexpe- I mean, hot dogs are great. I love yeah. baseball. So they go hand in hand. But I was really pleasant. It has me curious. So I'm, yeah. I'm, that's what I think I'm going with next time. <laughs> that's that's the great thing up. about it is every time I come here, I get something different. Yeah. I'm nowhere near <laughs> all the way through the menu. So 
And that's just the standing menu. That's not even the special stuff. Yeah. So, And I wasn't 100% sure, sure if I was going to have anything until I got down the hall and the smell hit yeah. me from the that food. That a lot. And I was like, pump it in. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. It feels like that because I'm like, okay, I'm definitely getting something because now I'm stuck because I had to, I showed up a little early, so I'm standing out in the hallway waiting. So it was just coming through the hallway. I was like, oh, you're killing me. My desk upstairs <laughs> is positioned next to a vent. That filters <laughs> from the kitchen. Oh wow! So every time I sit down at my desk, I smell food. Like well, oh, like they just chopped onions, which is less pleasant. Yeah, or if but they sometimes just, they're grilled, they're yeah. grilling them, yeah. and it's like. And it's not just food smells. It's really good yeah. food smells. Yeah. So it, you can't help it. it. I crave burgers like every day just because of that. I do too, but I don't think it's just because of that. Yeah. It's just who I am as a person. But yeah. You are a burger fiend. I really am. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up then. I have been Joey Mills with ComingSoon.net. Alamo Jen. David Mann with the Alamo Draft House. Good up. We will catch you all next week. Go see a movie this weekend at the Alamo Draft House, and we'll talk to you later. Enjoy the rest of your week. This show has been brought to you by the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast Network. Find links to all of our podcasts and more at popgoestheculture.com.